Uit buitenwijken van Sydney in Australië zijn zo'n 18.000 mensen geëvacueerd naar hevige overstromingen. Vandaag worden nog eens duizenden mensen elders ondergebracht. De deelstaat New South Wales heeft de afgelopen dagen te maken met hevige regenval. Het weer vandaag zonnig, vanmiddag wat meer bewolking. Het wordt 8 graden. De komende dagen wordt het iets warmer met vanaf woensdag temperaturen rond 14 graden. Dit was het NOS Journaal. Is gewoon zo normaal en dan kom ik erbij. En dan, dan heb ik. Ja, het is moeilijk om uit te leggen, maar dan ben ik opeens super arm. Anasia leeft net als 251.000 andere kinderen in ons land in armoede. Laten we het daar eens over hebben. Ga naar sieren.nl.
we're getting ready to preview the miracles of Jesus. Meanwhile, enjoy this song. I'm going to change my one.
challenge you to become a real Christian. Be a Christian with testimonies. Don't be a wishy-washy yo-yo Christian. I mean, you've been a yo-yo for all, almost 20 years in Christian dumb. Why is God going to enjoy you as his child? So prayer is the act of treading on the spiritual reps. You are able to control the things that move in the spiritual reps. You know, many people have awoken this morning and they are looking at the atmosphere and they think the atmosphere is slowly just a fire we are seeing and the invisible things we are seeing. There are some certain invisible things that are speaking in the atmosphere as you wake up. So when you do not know that the atmosphere is charged with some certain things, you just wake up in the morning and enter the atmosphere. And that's why you see some people, they enter something hidden. Sometimes it's like they go blind and sometimes they say, I woke up this morning and, and I, I thought I was very healthy, but even if I enter the atmosphere, I don't know what happened to me. Something has happened to you. And we call it the mystery of iniquity because it's hanging in the atmosphere. And that's why before you leave your home, you need to plead the blood of Jesus Christ over the atmosphere. You take charge over the atmosphere. You release the power of Jesus over the atmosphere. Let the blood go ahead of you before you enter that street. Say, I hear you. Say, I hear you clearly. You see, when you do not do those things, there are people why we were asleep. The Bible said, while men were asleep, the devil went to go and sow some seed. There are some people who don't sleep until they perform wickedness. They 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 those who are in the in the in the who are agents of Satan, they don't sleep. Because to us who God loves, the Bible says he gives sleep. God gives sleep to his beloved. So every beloved child of God enjoys sleep. <laughs> but if you are not of God, you don't enjoy sleep. So what do they do? The weekend stay awake all night, devising evil to do. That's the time you see them go out and pull their concussion. Don't you see sometimes, even here in Holland, you see that in there are some roads you are passing through the they've broken some 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 pots. They have poured some water on the street. They have taken some 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 eggs and, and poured out. And then you look at those things, you, you think they are nothing? Come on. Those people who came in the middle of the night to do those things, they have invoked some spirits that will be hanging around to catch the faces of people who have left their home without prayer. Oh, child of God, please get wisdom in Jesus' name. Get wisdom so you can live long and you will not die the death which is not made for you. Say, I hear you. So, so prayer helps us to dwell in the spiritual realms. And prayer, let me tell you one thing, is what? Omnipotent and omniscient. That means it can do what God can do. You stay here in Holland and then I'm interceding for somebody in Africa and pray for somebody again in America and it will happen. Why? Because prayer is omniscient and prayer is omnipotent. Prayer can do what God can do. Prayer is everywhere. Hallelujah. That's why you can stay here and you are praying for families in Africa and God is taking care of them. You are praying for your families in Nigeria and God is taking care of them. You are praying for your families in Ghana and God is taking care of them. You see, prayer is what you can use to drive and to, you know, pressure your family into the direction they're supposed to go. If you be a man and you're not lifting up your family in prayer every day, something is wrong. I challenge you in the second half of the year to lift up prayer on behalf of your family. Begin to pray for your family. Begin to stand in the gap as a priest and begin to pray for your family. You will see how that rebellious wife will become so sweet. You will see how those rebellious children will become so sweet. You will see how everything will begin to work in alignment in the way you want it to be. Say, I hear you. Hallelujah. Now listen, prayer is 
necessarily decided by God. He chooses when he answers the prayer. It is God who chooses when he will answer prayer. That means you have nothing to do after you have prayed. Only God chooses when he will answer the prayer. It is God who gives answer to every prayer which we have made. And you've got to understand as well that prayer is miraculous. Say prayer is miraculous. Yes, when you pray, something can happen. When you pray for somebody that will sick, something will happen. Like this, 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 this night I dreamt in the night. I had somebody that I know who was filled with so many, so many um, uh, rashes all over the face, all over the whole body. Just came to deform him like a chicken pot or those kind of things we were seeing when we were small. So this thing has defined the the defined or has you know made this lady to become very ugly. So I saw myself in the in the in the in the in the, in the dream last night praying because when that lady saw me, she knew that I knew her before. So she was uh, hanging on the roadside, you know, trying to cover her ugliness. But I had to pass that before then I had to go back again. When I went back again, I said, listen, I want to pray for you. Because the things that have defined or they have deformed you, they are spells that have been cast. It's not just ordinary sickness. So I began to pray and 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 casting that thing out from her, those rashes and whatever. So the girl began to run and run and run and run. She was running and run and then the family thought that she was about to disappear because they said sometimes she would just disappear for some days and she would appear again. That was what somebody said in that dream. So I began to cast away that thing, cast away that thing. Before I know it, this lady has moved her. She has run everyone of us and then went to certain and just dropped herself there. And so when we got there, the, 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 that lady who spoke before told me, you see, whenever she gets there, she disappears. So when you see that, it's like we are not going to see her again. Before you know it, she came out. By the time she came out, there was no more rush. So that means she went to dump herself in that river. That river didn't say, I got there. I began to command and began to tell the Lord, that you are the, you are the, you are the God of everything, the Lord who made everything on earth. So if this very river is here on earth, let this river forbid this child, forbid this woman out. So before you know it, she came out and behold, everything has gone from her. There were no more rushes. And the family could not believe. Everything just like they were. He was made home. Somebody listen to me. I believe that that miracle it was somebody. I believe that God allowed me to see that miracle because He wants to perform something, something today. He wants to use. He wants to use my lips to, to to heal somebody. He wants that somebody enters into His blessing. Now, another thing you got to know about prayer is that prayer has many types. One of the type of prayer which I would want you to know before I sign up is called adoration. Say adoration. What does that mean? You see, prayer of adoration simply means we want exalt God. It means we esteem God. We we bless God and we honor the Lord. So when we say we are entering into adoration, don't just come to God in prayer and just pray anyhow. There are processes and there are protocols and there are types of prayer. So when you use the right type of prayer in God's presence, something happens. You don't just come to God and talk to Him like ordinary person. There are protocols. One of the protocols is that you come to enter the way He wants you to enter. Enter into His presence with thanksgiving and into His court with praise. So you come into his presence without duration. You, you, you 
confronted with. Adoration is, is always appropriate whether we will receive our own prayer answers or, or we don't receive. It's always good that we give God that adoration because He deserves it. You don't just come into His presence without Him. Now, let me tell you, when you are beginning to adore God, you're making Him big. You're, 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 making, you're making Him know that He is worthy. You're, you're making Him believe that He is what He said He is. When you go to a natural father and you begin to talk to that natural father about His goodness, you begin to say, Daddy, you're too good. Daddy, you're too kind to me. Oh, Daddy, the whole, the whole neighborhood, they're testifying of your goodness. They say you are too kind. Look at all the things they say you did for them. You help them to get light in the village. You help them to get water. Tell me you are too good. Tell me, tell me, why are you so good like this? Can I be as good as you? You know, the father will just be very happy. And the father will say, what again? While you are busy adoring God, he is also busy looking for another way to blow you up with some goodness. This is the why some of you don't receive from God. Is that you just come, you come into his presence with a shopping list, and you mention all your shopping list, and then you say, Amen, and then you get away. You can't receive from him. He's not a Santa Claus. God is God. The reason why he made us is that we worship him. He wants us to worship him in truth and in spirit. He wants us to adore him. He wants to talk to us and we also talk back to him. Why do we talk to him? We talk to him on the basis of what we know about him by the word of God. Oh, I feel excited. Apostle Larry, I feel excited. My time is moving so fast. But listen. What we tell him about, look, in Revelation chapter 4, the Bible in verse 11, the Bible says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and by you they were all created. So in essence, we, we are to adore the Lord because he is worthy. We are to adore him because he created all things for his glory. We are to adore him because he has everything in the hollows of his hand. Psalm 27 verse 1, he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You are doing him to let him know that he is the light that shines through you. He is the one who shines you. He is the one who is your strength. Oh, I know all that God that you
Radio Post Hala Roof for that powerful word. Another one is a standby. We'll be bringing to you shortly a discussion on how to deal with the spirit of envy. And uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy this discussion. American and I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> But this is why on our website I yeah. put a lot of information, the one info dot yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of information in English. Okay. So oh, did that, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So anybody okay. you know lots of people can read English yeah, and it's yeah. all about Dutch rules and regulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a look and I think it was well done. I mean oh, thank you. people know uh, what their rights are um, when it comes to your living arrangements yeah. um, and uh, so that's why we're trying to reach everybody to tell them uh, what can you do when things aren't in order yeah but uh, is there like special impetus for this outreach that's really what I want to know or you just feel that okay it is time to just uh, as it were you know put in a public space one more time this organization it's in general or you guys are having We meet so many people who come in quite late because they didn't know what the rules and regulations are and they didn't know that we can help. I mean, not only do we inform, but we also support. And the sooner people come, the more we can do. You know, if you come in with a court verdict... And the judge has already said you have to leave. Yeah, There's cool. not a lot we can do. Oh, okay. But if you come in a year before and say this and that's going on, yeah. then we might be able to do a lot more. Yeah. So it's really like we're on a mission, you know. We want people to have the information yeah. to make the right decisions, to avoid drama. Yes. And the sooner the better. And we want them to know that they're not alone. They can come to us. It's free of charge. It's yeah. confidential. Yeah. 
we want to help. Has there been perchance, you know, an incident which uh, may have prompted you to really want to give an information for people to, be, to become more aware of their rights and also how they can, in a timely manner, you know, get intervention in some of the issues? Perhaps that might help someone out there, you know, because sometimes people don't really know what they ought to do or where they ought to go. There's so many organizations, so many rules and all that. Sometimes people are just lost. And that's fully understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, for example, the worst thing that can happen is people losing their house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so if we could have told them earlier, for example, if the contract is in your name, yeah. don't leave for more than six months, even though your mother in Nigeria is sick and you have to go back to take care of her, yeah. do not leave for more than six months. And if you want to leave for more than six months because you have to look after your mum, yeah. come to us before you leave and yeah. we can arrange it with the housing company yes. and then you can sublet legally and you will keep your house. If you don't, you come back and there could be a letter on your doorstep saying, sorry, but you broke your contract, you're out of, you're out. Okay. And that is a really big thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we need to follow very closely this discussion because it might, there might be something in it for you. So, now, let, let's see, which population groups uh, would you really like most to connect with, uh, with this information? Uh, is it, uh, of course, I, I know it will be for everybody, but as you know, Saudi is a, 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 a highly, a, you know, international, uh, you know, in the, make, in the makeup, so, uh, but is there a particular group perhaps you would like to reach uh, out with, reach out to, with this uh, message? We want to reach everybody, as you said, um, so we're doing uh, multiple uh, radio yeah. programs. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, there are a lot of people who don't know where to find us yeah. and uh, may not be looking on the internet for answers to their questions. So we hope maybe they listen to the radio so we can reach them this way. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see if we can uh, tap, on the, tap, tap on the right button. Uh, what are some of the maybe the most frequent or issues do we do come up? Where you have to give attention to, or where you handle, which might be of interest to our listeners. Well, for example, um, people subletting, you know, people renting a room from someone and the contract, they have no paper contract, or yeah. the contract's not in their name, or they're living in a room, one room with the children, or yeah. whatever. Okay, let, let, let's say slowly. Let's say I have a two bedroom uh, apartment. Uh, and I decide to sublet one the other bedroom to another person when I don't give contract to the person. That's the kind of situation you are referring to. For example, yes. yes. Um, the situation there is you need to get permission from your landlord to do that. That's a warning corporation. Yes. Yeah. If it's a warning corporation, you'll need permission from your landlord. If you don't, and your landlord finds out, yeah. you could lose the apartment. Yeah. Secondly between you and the person moving in, they are renting from you. So you have all the landlord duties towards them. And you cannot, there are rules and regulations about when you want them to leave or not. Yeah. You know, if they've been there for more than nine months and you're not happy with them, 
you can tell them to move out. You can ask them to move out, but they don't have to. So there's, you really need to know. Okay, so if somebody wants to sublet to one room to another person, they ought to come and see you guys. They should come beforehand. Yeah, and yeah. there's other things like your hurtuslag, all sorts of things that will change. You yeah. really need to be careful with yeah. that. Okay, that is somebody coming, moving in with another person, but there's a situation where sometimes people want to just leave their address at somebody's place without actually leaving there. Is that the same situation? Is that, would you, is that considered as a subletting as well? No, there's a, there's a big difference between uh, being registered on an address because you live there yeah. or just because you receive your post there yeah. um, and uh, or your mail there, I'm sorry. And it's it's good if you uh, if you want to do that, if you want to receive your mail on a certain address, you yeah. can go to City Hall yeah. and uh, make that in order there. Okay, but you need a letter of consent from... Yes, exactly. ...who owns the address, that's it. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, so these are things we need to arrange, uh, you know, we could come to you guys to help us arrange. Uh, with the, we cannot help with a post address or a mail address, but uh, we can uh, direct you to the, uh, to the people or the, uh, the, the city oh, yeah. uh, that, that can help you. Okay, now suppose somebody wants to give, so, give us uh, some like a room, uh, what can you, what do you, would you normally do? Or, can, or, or is it unsafe or why for a person to draft a, a simple contract and to give out to the prospective tenant? It's wise to draw up, well, first of all, please get permission. <laughs> but secondly, it's wise to draw up a contract yeah. and there are sample contracts available. Yeah. However, even if you don't put anything on paper, yeah. according to Dutch law, Once an agreement has been reached, there is a contract. So if you're letting this person live there, or this person is letting you live there, and you pay money, you have a contract. You have a legally binding contract with all the rules and all all the rights that tenants have. So my advice is always, don't worry if nothing is on paper. It might actually be good for you. But just make sure that you pay through the bank. And when you pay each month, just put, this is January's rent for the room at Groeneveen 69 or whatever, you know? And then you have all the rights. But it's good to make a paper contract just so that both of you know what the story is. And it's also good to get it checked because there are so many, it's like a work contract. You can't just make it up. Yeah. You have to follow the rules. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you spoke about the, if somebody uh, sublets to another, you owe the person, uh, you know, certain responsibilities, obligations as a landlord. Uh, what exactly do you mean by that? Uh, is that, is it that, is it a major responsibility in, in that case? Or just, just make sure the person has access to what he or she is paying for, if it's a room, and, Is there anything beyond that? Um, There's different things. If somebody rents a room in your apartment, they are allowed to close the room. There should be a lock on the door and they don't have to give you the key. Okay. So they control the access to their room. There's a maximum legal rent. You may, I've seen rents of inside those of like 700 euro for a room, which is ridiculous. If people come to us, yeah. we can help them appeal and get their rent lowered by like half or more. Okay. 
It takes a long time because the tenancy tribunal is way behind on their work. But once you win, the landlord has to pay you back for every month they overcharged you, and we can help you get the money back. So there is a tenancy tribunal. Okay. There's a tenancy tribunal called Hürkomissi. Oh, Hürkomissi. Oh, yeah, that is that's a tenancy tribunal. There's some information there in English already yeah, since yeah. recently. Wow, beautiful. Okay, now please give us an overview of the services you offer. Because I was on your website, man, it's too loaded, it's too complicated, <laughs> and I was almost lost. So give us, you know, some key highlights. Uh, which people who are listening to us ought to know regarding uh, the services you offer. Uh, so, as my colleague just said, we help uh, with the with the rental price. So, when you think that you are paying too much rent, uh, we can come in and do a point calculation. Uh, we also help when in uh, June uh, the rent goes up. If you think that it's uh, it's not correct, you can come to us and we can take a look at that. Yeah. Um, take it slowly, slowly. Ah, yes. Yeah, sorry, slowly. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you might be able to, you know, discover the things as we. Yeah, the rental contract. Uh, now you said, Daphne uh, um, said there is um, a maximum uh, amount for soft, you know, soft renting. Uh, what is that? It depends on the size of the room and it depends on the amenities. Yes. But an idea, in my experience, it's rarely over 350 and oh. usually more like 250. Yeah, there's a huge difference. Between what people pay and what yeah. is legal. What yeah. is legal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know sometimes people charge much more than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So please go on. Um uh, yes, um, we also help with uh, surface costs. So if you have, yes, okay. yeah, if you have questions about that, we can uh, we can help to explain that. Um, and uh, a big one is deferred maintenance. Uh, the service costs, uh, yeah. uh, basically, talking about energy, I mean utilities. Yes. Uh, okay, what is it that you can do about it? Because I every year we get like. A, uh, proposal from the owning corporation uh, and then uh, they already put what they have calculated they all, based on all kinds of situations okay uh, I've seen this thing go up every year and I don't like it sometimes I think it's too much and yet uh, one time I complained to a neighbor I said this looks way too high from maybe it's like 4 euros after now it went to 15 euros I said how is that possible and then you, they, they attach all kinds of calculations and all that and I don't know you don't know what to do so are you saying in a situation like that you still can uh, look at it and maybe yeah. beat it down at least we can explain you can explain okay. in like normal language instead of yeah. papers full of magic formulas yeah, yeah. so at least we can explain <laughs> And if we see something crazy, we can help you appeal. Okay. Now, granted that uh, a year has gone by and I've paid this, uh, you know, revised uh, rental uh, amount, uh, are you able to retros retrospectively look back and correct something? We can look at it. Yeah. And. Of course, we are bound by the rules and regulations, and if we think there's nothing we can do, then there's nothing, there's nothing we can do. Yes. But if we see something, like if you're charged for something you shouldn't be charged for or yeah. whatever, yeah. we can say, um, uh, 
and you are in a rent-controlled flat apartment, yeah. Yeah. then you can appeal. We can help you appeal to the Hur Committee, yeah. and it goes two years back. Yeah. So the one you get in. Uh, it comes at the end of April, I think. You get it by the 1st of July. Yeah. Um, let's say the July 2018, you've yeah. got the one about 2017. Yeah. We can help you appeal that until 2020. So right now, you can still appeal the 2017 and the 2018, and the 2019 hasn't come yet. Yeah. And even if you haven't had this annual calculation, yeah. usually voting corporations, the corporate, the housing corporation will send them, but private owners won't. Yeah. Even if you didn't get it, you can appeal the fact that you didn't get it. And just to make sure, the Hukumisi Tribunal costs 25 euro, yeah. which is a lot cheaper than court. Yeah. If they say you are right, you win your case, you get the money back. And if you are, your income is at benefits level, you can have it waived. Okay. So it's dead cheap. Yeah. Is, is, is it, does it happen that the, the warning corporation sometimes do make mistakes in, uh, let's say, the rent, uh, rental adjustments? Uh, in the rental adjustments, sometimes. They do make mistakes. In my experience, the biggest prob problem is uh, with corporations is maintenance. Maintenance. It's, yeah. It's. Uh, when things in the house are not functioning like they should be, yeah. and they're not doing repairs. Okay. And so, yeah. and then how, how does that reflect in the, you know, the, the baseline of the rent that you pay eventually? I mean, how are you going to bring it up, bring up an argument to say, okay, you know, this is not good, therefore, mm -hmm. yeah, because, yeah, I think maybe, <laughs> Yeah, I really would love to see how that, that works out in practice yeah. because, yeah, they come up with and they have, if you look at the calculations, it, it all looks solid. That is, you don't have any way you're going well, to contest it. Yeah, come to us next time when okay. you get it and we'll go through it. All right. So, well, listeners, uh, as we we're saying, if you have an issue with, let's say, your rental amount, the rent you're paying, you think maybe you've been charged for something that's way beyond uh, reasonable, uh, we have the possibility to get a review, and that's really good news. So I think you can jump on this and do something with it. So wherever you are, uh, if you have a question, of course, go ahead and let us know, give us a call. So back to Elaine, uh, continue with the, the things, the services. And you spoke of service costs, and I think that's pretty much straightforward. The utilities like water and light bill, right? Yeah. Is there anything else that's included in service costs? Uh, yeah, for example, the cleaning of the uh, of the of the apartment building, yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, uh, mostly the electricity for the main rooms. Uh, yeah, stuff like uh, stuff like that is also in your service costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes the heating. Yeah. The heating too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, are you able to? What are you able to do to negotiate or to? bargain for, for, for tenants uh, in this particular case? Um, what we always do first is we uh, we contact the housing agency, yeah. um, uh, so the, the woningbouwcorporatie, yeah. um, and if we see a fault in the in the surface costs, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, we discuss it with them, um, and if they don't do anything with it, uh, like my colleague said, we can go to the HU Commission. Mm. I think there's a big thing going now in Hoptilla about the energy costs. Yeah. 
when people are getting huge energy bills yeah. and they're not even turning on the heat because yeah. the bills are so high, yeah. uh, it's now got to the point where one of our um, techs are building, people who know more about building construction yeah. and installation, he is arguing it's got all the way to the top of the housing company, I think it's Stadgenaat, Rochdale, Amere, and they they are having a big argument because he found a, a, a fault in the system, yeah. like the pipes, yes. but is not they're not right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And so the measurements are off, and so this machine is saying this lady is spending 200 euro a month on heat yes. when she isn't. Okay, that's like that. Oh. And there's no way us individuals yeah, yeah. could see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You really need a tech, which is why I'm really happy we have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I think it's very good. So, uh, listeners, uh, I think you have uh, there are a lot of issues, a lot of opportunities uh, for you to really take a proper look at some of the, uh, the things you're paying for, uh, energy bills and the rest of it, uh, so you can get somebody to review it for you, and hopefully you can get some refund. Okay, now, uh, please go on, uh, Miss Elaine, with the services that you're offering to us. Yes. Uh, well, uh, like I said, a, uh, a big one is uh, deferred maintenance. Uh, so when something in your uh, house is not uh, working properly yeah. or when you, for example, have uh, mold, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. um, we see that a lot. Um, <coughs> then you can, uh, then what we do is we come and um, uh, visit you and uh, we take a look at what's going on and we see if it's something that you have to do yourself or that the Woningbouw Corporatie has to do yeah. uh, and we go in contact with them yeah. Uh, yeah. to yeah. help uh, you solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if they if they won't do it, they have uh, a six weeks to uh, contact you to let them know what they're, what they're going to do and to fix it. Yeah. And if they don't do that, then uh, we go to the commission again. Wow, wow. That's awesome that you guys are standing by <laughs> yeah. campus. Okay, any more, any more uh, major things uh, that you, you offer to us as services? Uh, yes, what we also do, uh, we have uh, energy coaches. Um, uh, energy coaches yeah. that are volunteers that uh, visit your apartment uh, and uh, see if uh, if there's a way to save energy yeah. um, and uh, they also uh, give away uh, 15 euros of free uh, stuff to save energy yeah. and I'm going to look at my colleague to uh, some of the English names for it those be. <laughs> Uh, what they do is they're volunteers, so they have all the time in the world, and they live in Zuidoost, yeah. so they know the area. And um, they can sit down and talk with you about things like maybe you could move the sofa up four inches, because yeah. right now it's right up against the radiator, so you're hitting the sofa rather than the room, yeah. and you don't want to pay for heating the sofa, you want to pay for heating the room. Yeah. And they have things like... Um, LED lights, radiator foil. I mean, I knew about LED lights before I did this work, but I didn't know about radiator foil, oh, yeah, which is yeah, it's uh, it's like a sort of a, it looks like aluminum yeah. foil, but it's stronger, and you fix it behind the radiator yeah. 
because now the radiator heats both sides, yeah. so half of the heat goes into half. your room, but half of it goes into, into the wall, the wall yeah. and then outside, and you don't want to pay for heating the outside. So there's radiator foil that you can stick on the back of your radiator and it helps you reflect the heat Inside back into the room, room where you want it. Really? Which it, helps. Is it uh, available for sale? Yeah. You contact us, you ask to see the energy coach. Yeah, we put you on the waiting list. The energy coach contacts you. You make an appointment. They come to your house. They have a bunch of stuff like the radiator foil and the LED lights. They have um, water-saving shower heads. If you have teenagers yeah. who spend half the day in the shower, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's what yeah. teenagers do. Yeah. Then it's got that. Um, what else do they have? They have uh, uh, for your um, uh, for the for the briefer bus. Oh right, for the letterbox. Yeah. yeah, I have that at home as well. <laughs> you know when the letter a lot of cold comes through the letterbox. Right, right. They oh. have a thing that you can screw on there, yeah. and uh, it's like brushes. Yes, 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 yes. So the mail can still come through, but it's not as cold. Just oh, little yeah. things like that. Oh. You add them all up, they make a difference. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so when somebody, for example, somebody, for example, uh, you know, uses the uh, radiator foil, mm-hmm. uh, how much savings really can they expect to make? I think it really depends on the person and it depends yeah, on the house. But we're not talking hundreds, we're talking yeah. tens. tens. But, you know, a year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it helps. Yeah. Everything helps. Absolutely. And there's both things. There's like the energy coach... They, they can give you some of the free stuff. You can buy some of the stuff at half price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also talk to you. And so it makes you aware yeah. of what you do. And there's things like moving the sofa away from the heating. But also things like it just makes you realize. And so it's a combination of the house and you and the things you have. Right. Wow. Sounds good, sounds good, sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Elaine, come on. <laughs> is that another service? Uh, okay, what we also do is we help uh, people get their uh, deposit back. Yeah. After uh, they have uh, cancelled, I mean, end of the yeah. contract. After they why, left why the apartment. Why do you help them get it back? Um, well, at, uh, with Boning Bar Corporations, that usually goes, they just they just give it back to you. Uh, but with um, other landlords, with private uh, landlords, um, yeah, most of the time there's a discussion going on. They, they want to keep it for stuff that you maybe, you they think you didn't uh, clean enough or stuff like that. Uh, so a lot of the time that uh, there's a lot of struggle with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so, but are these are real cases. Does it, happen, does it happen often? Uh, yes, very often. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yes. So, what do you? you well, do there's, the there's often well, there's often arguments about where the landlord said, "Well, you have to give two months' notice, yeah, and yeah. you only gave one month, so I'm taking one month's rent out oh, of your deposit." Like yeah, yeah. Whereas. Even if your contract says two months' notice, the law outranks the contract. So if the law says it's one month, then it's one month. So what we do, we know the rules, 
and we can remind the landlord of those rules and quite often that helps already because it's one thing telling your tenant things it's another thing when you're getting letters from an official company like ours so if that helps then great if it doesn't help worst case scenario yes we can go to court and we can contact we are not lawyers but we can contact lawyers and we have a legal fund even available we hope it doesn't get to that but if it does there are options you're ready for it yes (laughs) like i said we are women on a mission Like a blue, let me see your hand. 
Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Welcome back, uh, Daphne and uh, Elaine. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we know that the, the serious accommodation shortage in Amsterdam. Yes. But the whole world wants to descend on Amsterdam, wants to live here, and uh, so it's quite a crisis. Uh, so, um, yeah, I know you can build homes for those who want them, but to the best of your ability, you want to help people, you know, manage what they have and very well, and that's good. That's commendable. Thank you so much. Now, let's suppose somebody steps into Amsterdam, somebody comes for the first time, um, and uh, wants a house uh, to live in. Um, as Sikhim Woon, uh, can you be of any assistance to that person? How would you do that? Uh, well, as you said, there is a, a shortage and um, we don't have apartments ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so the only thing we do in that regard is uh, we help people on voting nets. So we help people react. Uh, react. We help them react. So yeah. they register, but at the same time you help them react to... Yes, we help. The housing offers that come Yes, up. yes, we help people register and react. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing we can do about the waiting list. So um, if you if you cannot react yourself, we can assist with that. But that doesn't mean that it is going to go any faster. Yeah. Okay. The other thing we can do is, uh, for starters, we can give people a reality check. Yeah. And really spell out their situation. And so they can make better decisions. Yeah. And also, one other option besides net, which is like a 10 to 15 year waiting list, is if they can find someone to change apartments with, we can help that. Let's say you're getting older and you live in Fensterpolder on the top floor yeah. and you're, when you moved there you had young children but yeah. the children have grown up and they've left the house yeah. and so now you have there's just you and your husband yeah. or just you and you have three bedrooms yes. and it gets more difficult to go up and down yeah. those stairs with all the shopping yeah, 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 of course. there are ways to get a priority on voting net yes like, uh, there are two regulations in Amsterdam. It's van groot naar beter and van hoog naar laag. And that means when you're uh, when you are getting older and you have a big apartment, uh, you get a priority on voting net uh, to get an, uh, a smaller apartment. Uh, and when you live, for example, on the top floor or it's actually the second floor or higher yeah. um, and there are only stairs yeah. uh, we can help with that because you can also get priority mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time you're still bound to uh, how long you've been registered on Boningnet. okay now back to Boningnet. Uh, let's say uh, somebody's been registered there for maybe 10 20 years um, does the system maintain the registration? Let's say you do, because you don't need a house now, so you don't react. But does it retain your registration? And, and, and when let's say you have a need of a, a new home, uh, does it in any way uh, 
let's say, credit you with, and let's say, the fact that you've been registered for a long time, you, it gives you higher priorities. How does that work? Yes. So, um, uh, the where you are on the list of an apartment is based on how long you've been registered. Yes. So, um, uh, if you've been registered longer, you get higher. Yeah. yeah. And um, if you are not in need of a house right now, but you are registered on Woningnet, uh, the registration will keep on going as long as you pay the 8 euros every year. Okay. And when your child turns 18, the yes. day they turn 18, yes. register on them on Woningnet. Well. It's expensive, it's 50 euro. 50 euro. Yeah, yes. I told my child, this is the most boring birthday present you ever got, yeah. but in 10 years time you will thank me. <laughs> so, the day they turn 18, put them on Woningnet. Yeah, I, I haven't been aware of uh, any payments, uh, you know, leaving my account for Woningnet for a while. Uh, so I, I thought it was automatic. It happens automatically. Some, sometimes it, it does. Uh, if you uh, sometimes it does go autom automatic, but they do send you an email every year and uh, to tell you in this period we're yeah. going to take the eight euros. Okay. Um, but yeah, when you don't have enough money on your account or if your email address has changed, things can go wrong and uh, you might not have paid the eight euros for a while. Um, but is that? Come to us, yeah. Come to us, and we, and because that needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed because okay. other, you don't want to lose yeah. ten years, fifteen years yeah. on the waiting list yeah, exactly. just because of that. Exactly. So if any, check if your payments came through, and if they didn't, please come talk to us. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I haven't, I've not sent notices or emails from them in a while, and I assume that uh, my registration is still intact. And that probably that, don't assume. That Check. Be, <laughs> that may be the case for many other people too. Yes, you know? we hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just, all right. So what you what you're saying right now is that we should make sure our warning net registration is in order. And uh, but is it possible that they might demand a real pay, payment in arrears or something like that? Sometimes, if you're lucky, okay. let's say you didn't pay for the last three years, yeah, yeah. they could say, which I think in Almira they might do, oh, well, you're late, you're off, back to the end of the queue. Or they could say, okay, if you pay us the three years yeah. you should have paid, then we'll put you back. Oh, really? That's but nice. I moved three years ago through Woningnet. Yeah. The day I signed my new contract for yeah. my new house, right. I immediately re-registered because if you get a house through Woningnet, yeah. your registration dies because you've used it to get the house. Yes. So you're off the list, you're out of the okay. system. We didn't say this before. So, so it means that once you get a house, they throw you out. Yes. yes. If you get a house through Woningnet, yeah. if you get it through other ways, no, but if you get a house through Woningnet, yeah. your registration dies. Mm. It's gone. So it means one has to re-register. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. See, it's uh, important uh, to know these things. Yeah. It really helps if you know these things. Because now, the day I got my house, I hope I'll never have to move again, yeah. but you never know what happens. Know, yeah. So I registered immediately and the waiting list started running again. Whoa. So let's say 10 years from now, yeah. If I need a house then because I got a crazy neighbor or because who knows what, well, yeah. 
at least I will have 13 years on the waiting list. <laughs> Whereas if I wait until then, there's no point. That's no point. I will okay. start from scratch. Why don't they, like, uh, instead of throwing people out after they've given them a house, you can just put them to the bottom of the list. They don't. They're still registered by the bottom of the list. We cannot change yeah. their rules and regulations. Well, we can just make sure that you know yeah. and we can help you get it. But you can recommend to them to, uh, to, to change that approach because it's not... Uh, we are not politicians. We cannot make policies. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's for the, that's for the politicians. Wow, okay. Well, um, let's see. So I was talking about somebody who just moved to town and, uh, you know, from, I mean, how can you help them get accommodation? You spoke, uh, you said you don't, ha you don't have houses to give, but you can guide them to... Yeah. Register on Warningnet and to start the process. And Warningnet won't help when they're just fresh into town, but yeah. then it would be things like Karmanet. What's that? And then uh, oh, I would say, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. You, this is how you can look for a room. Yeah, and yeah. once you've found a room, this yeah. is the rules and the regulations. And we can help you with, like, do you have to leave at the end of the year or yeah. can you stay? Yeah. Um, Check the maximum rent, things like that. Okay, with the common net, what are the chances of somebody getting accommodation fast enough? Very it's difficult. It is also difficult. It is difficult. There's a tremendous housing shortage and don't count on getting anywhere fast. The waiting list on voting net is now 12 years. 12 years? Yeah. And on common net? Uh, there isn't really a waiting, waiting list on common net, it's just a matter of luck. It's a matter of luck. Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, okay, but well, that's, that's good to know. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, there was a lady you were dealing with uh, just before the weekend uh, who had an issue. Uh, she has two kids and uh, uh, was living actually in a certain shelter somewhere in the south. And for whatever reason, we don't know the details, but she has to move with the children. She kept pleading for, let's say, extended time, a couple of more days to arrange an alternative accommodation. Uh, but that didn't quite work out, so she came under tremendous pressure uh, to leave. So we heard about it and we had to see what to begin to do. So we're very happy that you guys were coming here so we could at least put a question before you. Now, in this situation, what can be done for a woman like that? Now, uh, bear in mind, she has a little issue with uh, her uh, with the residency as well. She has the residency from Spain, but lives here, here <laughs> with the kids. The kids are going to school here. Now, what do you think can, you guys can do? Is there anything you guys can do for this kind of per this person? And if you can't do anything, what do you recommend for her to do? Yeah, we, we see this a lot, but there's there's nothing that, that we can do um, because, yes, uh, as we said before, we don't have any apartments uh, and uh, we don't have influence on uh, whether people get an urgency or get an apartment through through another way. Yeah. Um, so what we do when, uh, when people come to us with this sort of problems, we uh, redirect them to other organizations. Yeah. So... Um Let's say the, the, the situation of this particular lady with two kids, uh, what are the options for her in terms of getting at least some kind of a shelter for herself and the kids until they sort themselves out? 
Um, well, sometimes you can go to the GGD, yeah. uh, but you cannot do that yourself. You need a social worker. Yeah, uh, so somebody from the Mahdi. Yeah. Um, or you can uh, go and see if you have the right uh, to an urgency, yeah. uh, and you do that through City Hall, through Social Loquette. Yeah. So those are the things that we normally uh, recommend to do. Mm-hmm. And if you get an urgency, urgency, it means you get priority. priority yeah. You still have to go on WarningNet yourself. Yeah. You have to register and be on there. Yeah. But you get to jump the queue. The queue. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if you're an adult, you're not that likely to get it. But sometimes if you have school-aged children and you can prove that the children are suffering from yeah. the situation, yeah. and you're going to have to need have letters from... Maybe the teacher, maybe the school psychologist, maybe the doctor. You have to, like Elaine said, you have to involve other professionals like social workers. To boost your chances as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there's waiting lists for shelters. Yeah, really awesome. And there's waiting lists for family shelters. Mm -hmm. How horrible can it be? Yeah, yeah. I I get upset about this. Whoa. Yeah, and, and it's 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 not easy to get an urgency. So no. yeah, it's very really difficult. Very difficult. Oh. Yes. But I tell people, if you're in with a chance, it's always worth a try because you're desperate. You need to do what you need to grasp at whatever straw you can grasp. Yeah. But please they realize are. they are straws. Yes, yes, it's straws. You can they can really support you. <laughs> wow. Okay. So um, let me see. Uh, So at what stage would you say that every tenant would need the support of uh, Stifting One? Uh, is, is it less than mainly when uh, they have a problem with the tenancy or when they are in good times as well? I mean, I just want, yeah, so you are there for us, but when there's no problem, we don't need you, or you can, you are there even in good times too. I Give think, yeah, I what, think it's a good aspect. idea because if you don't know yeah. the rules and regulations yeah. then you don't know whether they are being met so i don't think it's a bad idea once you move in somewhere to come talk to us and say look this is my contract can you please explain it to me yeah. or um i didn't get a contract but i'm paying rent and i'm in this room what is my situation or i paid a deposit What should I do? Because there are some things, if you do them at the beginning of your tenancy, it will make it a lot easier at the end. So I understand that if you've just moved, you have a million things on your mind, but it's really not a bad idea to ask things Mm -hmm. even before things get difficult because you might avoid things getting difficult if you preempt them. So... Always ask. There's never a question that we don't want you to ask. And also, I would like to point out that what you tell us is confidential. Yeah. We're free of our services, free of charge, but it's also confidential. Yeah. We don't tell the IND. We don't tell the belasting deans. Yeah. We don't tell anyone anything. anything. Oh. It's between you and uh, us. Well, and that's we, good to know. Yeah, it's really important to know, yeah. and we do, because we do need you to tell us everything, yeah. because otherwise we cannot make good judgment on yeah. how to help you or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
We're not going to tell the landlord you have people living with you that you shouldn't, yeah. but you do need to tell us because then we can tell you yeah. what the situation is yeah. legally. I am just saying, it. look, when somebody is in dire need of accommodation and they do everything to get it, once they get it, they don't need to worry about anything, regulations or whatever. Once I understand. They pay their rent and they have, they have no issues, they don't worry. But at the same time, from what you're saying... Register at Voting Net. If there's nothing else you can do, yes, register at Voting Net. Okay. But at the same time, there may be other issues that, you know, which play along, like issue with the utilities, uh, increases in the rental... Yeah, get rent. your rent checked. Okay, so then, I'm thinking there should be a way we can get you guys to interface with, you know, tenants, you know, uh, along the way, at any point in time. So people should have that kind of access periodically yeah you know that's what i'm saying so how can we facilitate that because if i hadn't heard about you guys i would never would have thought of okay reviewing certain things about our tenancy you understand there are many people in this kind of situation and they could you know need your help this is why we're happy to be here yeah. this is why we want to talk to all kinds of key people because we don't know everyone. Yes, yes, you know, yes. We focused on what we do. Yes, so, exactly. for example, over the last year, year two years, yeah. we've been at the Buurtkamers. Yeah. You know, Multibron Events for Polder. Yeah. Now we're at Casa JP Macandra in Hollendrecht. Yeah. We will then be moving to Handreiking. Yeah. And we try and go places and we try and get not only the individual tenants, but also people who know lots of people like yeah. you yeah. to know at least if at least there's something in your head saying, if you have some issue. question, yeah. issue, whatever yeah. about housing, talk to Vaughn. And we have walk-ins, regular weekly walk-ins at Ganserhof. Yeah. Well, 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 okay, let me see the address. Is, uh, that's good to mention. For those in Southeast, uh, is this the only office in Southeast? This is the only office in Southeast. Ganserhof, yes. that's Harriet uh, Freezer Street, number 1178. Yes, yes exactly. Because it's that's really in the middle of the shopping area. Yeah, it's yeah. Right, right close to the Albert Heijn, opposite oh. No Limits. Wow. That's very good. And then, so that we have an afternoon walk in there on Tuesday. We have an evening walk in there on what, Wednesday. What time? What Shall I uh, list all our consultating hours? Please. Yes. Okay, Please. every Monday between uh, 1 and 2 at Casa JP Macandra. So that's in Holendrecht. Holendrecht. But we're moving in January. Yeah. We're moving to Handreiking. Yes. Uh, every Tuesday between 2 and 4 uh, at the Harriet Fraserstraat. We yeah. also have a walk-in. Uh, every Wednesday evening uh, between 5 and 7. Yeah. Um, and on the Wednesdays, we also have the Voning Net consultating hours. Yeah. And uh, we have two of those. Uh, one is at uh, 1.30 to uh, 4 yeah. at uh, the uh, library at Baumerplein. Yeah. And the other one is between 2 and 4.30 at uh, the library at the Rijkersbos. Yeah. Do we need a, let's say, appointment to come? Uh, no, everything is walking. Just walking? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, all the information you just gave, is it on the website? The walking hours? Everything is on the website and you can all also reach us at 020-523-0170. Awesome. On this note, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we're going to have to arrange a repeat 
visit. Yes, that's a great idea. Okay. okay. Thank Don't you so much.